You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Peter Inch. Good morning. I'm Peter Inch, host of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show and General Manager of Roy Inch & Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service experts company and a three-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, the London Free Press Best of London, and the London Community News Reader's Choice Award. We thank you for joining us uh, this Saturday morning, and we hope you can join us every Saturday morning from 9 to 9.30 as we provide you, our listeners, with some tips on your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing. But most important, the phone lines are open, so you can call in with any question you have relating to the heating, cooling, or plumbing in your home or business by giving us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Or if it's easier, you can send us an email at inchbyinch at serviceexperts.com. And one lucky caller today will win a free air conditioner tune-up. So don't wait. Give us a call now. And we have in our studio here Dan Peterson. How are you, Dan? I'm great, Peter. We can uh, we can have a uh, update on the London Knights now what, what, <laughs> from last night. What did uh, Mr. Marner do? Oh, Mr. Marner went uh, fourth, I think, overall to the uh, Leafs. Uh, drafted by Mark Hunter, uh, drafted to the Knights by Mark Hunter, and uh, that's a real good uh, story for London fans. Yeah, I think it is. That would be something special for him to be yeah, going well, to the OHL by Mark Hunter and the NHL by Mark Hunter, <laughs> yeah. and so that was that was pretty neat to see. Yeah. Now it looks like we got a little rain coming today. There is uh, some. <laughs> You know, we had a storm there that went through that created uh, a lot of phone calls on uh, basement, water in the basement. So we thought we'd spend a little time this morning on what people should be doing, you know, with sump pumps, um, what programs are out there that's available for back uh, uh, flow preventers or backflow valves and sump pumps to get installed, what you can do. But if you have a sump pump, and we know there's some more rain coming, what what's kind of can be done by the homeowner to make sure everything's fine? They should check it just to make sure that it's uh, coming on and off. Um, if they're not sure, they can maybe uh, reach into the the pit and lift the switch to make sure it goes on and off okay. Uh, or put uh, get some buckets of water and put in there and make sure the pump comes on and off that way, and check to make sure there's no debris in the in the pit that could get caught in the pump and go into the impeller, cause it to quit working, or um, it could get on the float, and the float isn't working. So a, a good physical, visual uh, check is the very first thing they can do. And I mean... Stuff that can go into the peller, like gravel, sand, That's you right. know, leaves if happen to get in yep. there. And you will see leaves or, or, or little twigs the odd time come down in there. Like a lot of times the eave troughs will go down into the ground, into the weeping tile around the foundation, and some of that could come into the sump hole. 
And a lot of times that's where your little pieces of gravel and sand will come from is those weeping tiles around the house. So you should always make sure there's not a real big buildup of that on the bottom. Because if that gets into your pump and plugs it, it'll burn out the motor. The bottom line is you will not get the water out of your basement. Now, when you're, you know, we've talked uh, on on a few shows here about, uh, like, battery backups, yes. um, um, water jet or water flow backups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people think, okay, I got a flood going on, put in a backup. Right. It takes a little time to put in a battery backup or yes. a water jet backup. It isn't something that can be thrown in in 20 minutes. Right. That's right. You, you have to um, run a water line. For the water jet backup, you have to cut into the drain line so that it pumps up separately. And it's the same thing with the battery backup. The problem with the battery backup is you have to make sure that the battery is always charged. The batteries only last so long, even though the battery backup has a trickle charger on it. You still have to make sure that that's working. So if you have one of those already, turn your regular sump pump off. Put some water in, make sure that your backup is coming on so it's there when you need it, whether it's a water backup or a battery backup. And, if the, and you know, again, we talk a lot about our plumbing plus where we come out to the home and we check all your taps, your faucets, tag all your valves so they know what they are. Yep. If you have a sump pump or if you have a battery backup sump pump, we do those tests for you. Yes. If, if you have that plan with us where we'll come out once a year check all this stuff in your home. Uh, and we were out on one where a customer had just turned a tap to shut off their hot water heater mm-hmm. and it snapped. Yeah, And because that tap never gets turned, it's always stuck there. <laughs> and then it, it happened to seize. And when they were trying to turn it, it broke. Yeah. Well, if we're going out every year, those taps are getting turned. Yes, They're getting adjusted so yeah. that if we see one's a little stiff, we might replace yeah. it. And that's good value for your money because when when something goes wrong and you don't know where to shut it off or it won't shut off, it's really nice to make sure that all of that is working before you need it. Right. Now, well, there is uh, programs, and, and we're going to get into the London one, but we'll kind of deal with St. Thomas first. St. Thomas, as of right now, does don't have a program. Right. Um, they are looking at it. We contacted them this week, and it looks like it's going to be about a year before they can get something in place. And, and they're trying to get, like you mentioned there, the eave troughs yes. out of the sewer system disconnected right. and, and right. so forth. And, the, and a, a lot of times they talk about a backflow preventer or a backflow valve. Maybe yeah. you can explain what that is. Well, there is a backwater valve that can go in to your main sewer line. And usually it's in in areas that the sanitary sewers and the storm sewers are combined. So when you get a big deluge of rain, it goes into the sanitary sewer. The sewage treatment plant gets overloaded. The main sanitary line gets overloaded and it starts coming back into your house. The problem is it's also the sanitary line. So you also get not just stormwater coming into your basement, you get um, sanitary water. So now you're looking at making sure that you clean your basement because you could have bacteria. 
whereas the storm water is cleaner water. But the backwater valve, when that happens, the water will come back from the street. It will close a flapper or a gate in some of them, and that will prevent that water from coming into your basement. The problem when that happens is that you can't use any water in your house either. If it can't come back in, it can't get out either. So there are advantages and disadvantages. It's, you know, for a short period of time, that backwater valve's closed. Once all the pressure's relieved out front, it opens and everything goes. So it's a good insurance policy to have one of those put in. Well, when we come back, we're going to take a break for a commercial, but when we come back, we'll we'll talk a little bit about the programs that they have running uh, in the City of London. But if you have any questions, you can give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, here's your host, Peter Inch. Welcome back. Um, We were just talking about... uh Backflow, or what's the proper term? Backwater? Backwater valve, yes. Okay, and and we were talking off the air there that, you know, should they be looked at every year? Is there, you know, after they're installed, is it something we put in and forget about it? Or is it something that needs to be checked? Because as we got coming up, this uh, storm coming up, you're going to need it. How do you know if it's going to work? Yeah, never forget that it's there. Never, ever forget that it's there because it should be taken apart, cleaned, and greased at least once a year. Um, Some of the older homes that may have a cast iron one in, the little pins on the flapper can break off and that could cause it to seize or just being not greased properly. It might open partway instead of opening all the way. And then actually when you need it to close, it's season. It isn't closing. At that point, it's not. It's like not having one at all. So they should be done once a year. And this is where all the sanitary sewage from your home goes through. That's right. So there's stuff that could collect on it. Exactly. Um, or could build up and especially and jam if it's it. partially seized, it will. The toilet paper will catch on it, and then a little bit more, and a little bit more, and the next thing you know, you have a plugged even during normal uh, conditions. Yeah, so it it's definitely, you know, again, our plus that we come out and do yep. in the home. It's something that we can look at and, yeah. and, and check over for you to make sure that everything is fine. Now, we did look into this at the City of London, and they mm-hmm. do have a program because they're trying to get the your downspouts out of the drain, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you're, they're trying to get the weeping tile out of the drain as right. well. But right. we're going to talk about that in a minute. We're just going to go to the phone lines, and we have uh, Emma on the line. Go right ahead with your question. Yes, good morning. I would like to know how much it is to be on that program annually to check your furnace on pump and air conditioning. Uh, yeah, to check your all the plumbing in your home is $119. That will We will go out and check every 
every tap, every tag, every valve, everything in the whole home. Yes. Uh, if you're going to do your furnace and air conditioner, uh, you would add 217 on top of that. So okay. roughly you're about 350 in that area, and we'll look after everything in the home. Okay. Okay. Yeah, thank you very much. You're welcome. Yep. You're thank welcome. You. Bye-bye. So then, um, so back on the on the, the backflow valve. So, why would the first of all, why would the city want to remove your eave troughs and your weeping tiles out? Well, what happens is when everything is tied in there, all of your sanitary water from your home goes to the sewage treatment plants, and when you have all that storm water in some of the older sections of town where they're combined, all of that storm water is mixing with the sanitary water and it's all going to the sewage treatment plant. Whereas your storm water doesn't have to be treated. So it overloads the sewage treatment plant, puts an awful burden on those those plants, and they're treating all of the gallons of water instead of just part of it. So it's it's beneficial to everyone to actually get your storm water out of your sanitaries if possible. Right. So even, you know, if if uh, people out there just want to remove their eave troughs, that helps. A just, tremendous amount of gallons of water would be relieved, yes. Yeah. And I mean, I did that at my home and I buried some big O and, and took it out where it drains in the middle of my lawn. Yeah. And I always look at it like it's water in my lawn <laughs> for me. Uh, and I get it out there. And now the weeping tile, we would have to... Put in if you don't have a sump pump, we would have to put in a sump pump yes. kit, yes, and then hook it all into that. So that that entails breaking up the floor a little bit. It does. It, it does. Um, your weeping tile around the house sometimes will come in and tie in at your floor drain in your basement. If that's the case, you'd have to break up the floor, put your pit in, and instead of it going into the floor drain, it would go into the sump pump pit that you install and be pumped outside onto the lawn or whatever is convenient, whatever you prefer. And if it doesn't, then you're still going to have to break up the floor inside and you have to somehow get hooked to that weeping tile that should be going around the outside of your foundation. That's a more um, intrusive job than if it already comes in. But they should have a record, the city should have a record of how that storm, the weeping tile, is hooked into the sewer. Now, the city does uh, offer some money towards yes. this in certain areas, not in the whole city, but in certain areas. But the biggest thing with that is you got to get approved. It yes. isn't go out and do the work uh, and then submit it and say, pay me. Right. It is something that you have to go in and get approved, get that uh, checked, and then, then you can go ahead with then the you work. Can go ahead. And depending on the dollar value, it could mean you have to get three estimates. It yes. could mean under a certain dollar amount, you only have to get one. But the biggest thing is, is you have to first phone the city, make sure you yes. would qualify for it. Then if you do, you have to go out and get those estimates, um, bring those into the city, get approved for it, and then go ahead with the work. So when yeah. you're in the middle of a flood... <laughs> you got three feet of water in your basement. It, it's a challenge, especially, you know, with what's going on with the strike. It can be a challenge whether you can get that all approved That's quickly. Right. That's right. But don't just don't go ahead and do it without making sure with the city what you're eligible for and what you are. Yeah. And it uh, when, you know, one of the houses I lived on over in uh, 
Pond Mills area, I ended up applying and getting mm-hmm. a, uh, some money to go ahead and do it in my house. And yeah. it was, you know, it was well worth it. Got it done. Solved a lot of problems. Yeah. I mean, if you have water leaking through your foundation, there isn't a there isn't a program to fix that. No. That no. You've, you've got to work on your grading and everything else in your around your foundation and your weeping tile and. Mm-hmm. But it, it's something definitely that has to get done because there's nothing worse than, uh, you know, two feet in your basement. That's exactly correct. So I hope that helps everybody. And, uh, you know, if you have some questions on that, please give us a call or uh, give us a call at the shop. And uh, we'll be glad to answer any of those questions that you have. Now, uh, you know, how can I tell, you know, my sump pump dies? Is, is there alarms or anything that can be put on these things that... You know, we'll go to my smartphone or send send a bell off? Um, There are alarms that you can get. Um, The best thing to do is to uh, check with your, if you have a security provider for your home, uh, a lot of times they will have a program that you can put an alarm in your sump pit that lets you know, and then that security provider will get that, or they can, you can get it connected to your smartphone. I think... um, I think Rogers has a program, actually. But if you have an alarm and you're away um, and it's not connected to anything, um, no one will hear it unless yeah. someone's staying there. So you want to make sure that it's something that's loud enough that you can hear and make sure that someone's coming to check your home if you're away. There's nothing worse than having someone check your home and they come in and find that, there's water in the, in the basement. So the alarm is only as good as how you have it connected so that you can hear it. So just make sure, do a little bit of homework on that before. But there are lots of various different kinds available. Yeah. So it, and definitely, I mean, they have some even that they, for better terms, you put it on the, on your floor in your basement. Yes. And if any water seeps to that. Yes. It will then sound, uh, sound yeah. an alarm or your, yeah. your burglary system or your smartphone to let you know right. that that's going on. We also had a call come in or, uh, during the week from a Joe and Joe asked, what was the distance from a property line that an AC has to be? And that's, um, you know, there is a bylaw that says from the edge of the air conditioner to the edge of the property line should be about three feet. Um, That never gets called on unless a a neighbor complains. So if a neighbor complains your air conditioner is too noisy, the bylaw officer can come out, do that measurement. If it is under three feet, they can ask you to move that air conditioner, which to give people an idea, that's about an $800 cost to do yes. that. So if you're getting a new air conditioner, you're installing it. That's why a lot of people say, why is that air conditioner on the front of the house? That's, <laughs> that doesn't look. It's normally because they don't have room on the side of the house to put it. Now, in the new home construction, you look and it never looks like you got three feet on the side <laughs> of the house. No. Uh, but normally you'll see everybody will have their stuff going out that side's. Yeah. Um, so they're facing each other, and there's normally not a lot of windows there so that you're not having a window open in a basement right. or, or in a bedroom, I mean, so that you don't see any of that. But So three feet is what uh, we like to see from the side of the air conditioner to the property line. When we're not on the radio, you can uh, reach us by calling us in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 
or in Sarnia at 519-786-2373 or always at 1-866-EXPERTS or you can check us out online at RoyInch.com. You can listen to a podcast of the show at RoyInch.com by hitting the Inch by Inch button on the right side of the homepage. And I want to thank Steve Gilbert for stepping in for us for the last couple weeks and helping (laughs) us out. He did a great job. And as we say at the shop, life is hard, buy the yard, buy from inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.